in these type of seasons that we live in, faith can be so complicated that we actually lose faith. It's not because faith isn't there. Faith is always available. It's interesting. I don't believe faith is in heaven. Heaven doesn't need faith. They actually already won the war. God's already won. Christ already won. They don't need faith. It's you and I that need faith. And how do we increase that faith? Well, I truly believe that when you take the Word of God with the move of the Holy Spirit, will automatically build faith. If you need more faith, get in the Word, let the Holy Spirit breathe on you and blow on you, and your faith will increase. But one of the things that we miss so often, I truly believe, in our faith journey, in our faith walk, is actually what's happening with, through our eyes that do not see the supernatural realm. I love sharing and teaching on the supernatural because in all my years of seminary and Bible school, I never actually learned much about it. But then God opened my eyes and revealed some things to me that actually shocked me and surprised me, and to this day still shocked me, and I don't understand them all. Like this morning, while Don is in worship, a diamond falls and plants itself, on, I guess on the floor, was it, Kevin? Right in front of her. They saw it, and then... Kevin grabbed it, brought it back to me in my office. I was just coming out here to worship, and it was growing in his hand. So whatever you want to say, if you want to say, well, that's weird, then good. Because there's signs and wonders that make us wonder. If the signs don't make us wonder, then we're not seeing enough of the signs. If if God doesn't have more in store for us that when a miraculous thing happens, we don't wonder about it, and instead we just write it off as flaky, then what you're doing is you're silencing the ability for you to see. You actually put blinders on to become blind in the supernatural, and you focus your attention to eyes of the physical. Well, there's one group of people that were called hypocrites in Scripture by Jesus. And it was the Pharisees, Sadducees that could see the physical signs but not the supernatural. So when I was up in Edmonton ministering at Summit Church uh, with, uh, with Chris and Nikki Mathis was amazing, while I'm preaching about don't miss the opportunity to see the supernatural, this falls onto my chair my empty chair. Well, it must have been a seagull flying in minus 20 in Edmonton, I guess. Maybe the seagull was warming himself up in the ventilation system of their building. Maybe it fell out of someone's jacket. That's a big thing to fall out of someone's jacket. Maybe someone had an eider down, whatever, I don't know. But out of the chairs in the room, it happened to land on my chair while I'm preaching about don't miss your burning bush experience of the supernatural. This isn't God. This is a feather. Just like a diamond. I wouldn't care if that diamond was plastic or real or something that isn't from this world. I don't care. The point is, it fell in front of Donna, who happened to be doing transition this morning, 
She's deep in worship, but interceding and praying, and it plopped down on the floor in front of her. I don't care if this is from a dove, a pigeon, a white buzzard, a white crow. That'd be amazing. Or a lost seagull who missed the ocean and got stuck in minus 30s. It was cold up there when I was up there. I don't care. What bothers me more is I used to look at this as fake, as fraud, as why would God do that, and I never saw. It is not your and my destiny as believers on this earth to decipher what someone else's miracle or testimony is real or not. Because if we go down that path, you immediately slam the blinders closed on your eyes and you slam your ears shut to hear the supernatural realm. And if anything, you should be called something Jesus called the Pharisee Sadducee leaders. Because you're fired up to see the move of God, but we're trying to figure it out in our own theological mindset. And I want to tell you what. No great revival that I have ever read about started through a theological mindset. It started by people that were so hungry in prayer, standing in the Word of God, small group gathering together, interceding and praying, even in the upper room, knowing something was going to happen, they just didn't know what. And the disciples are in the upper room, all gathered around, interceding and praying, expecting the promise of God, but they didn't know what it would look like. What did it look like? It looked like a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire. Well, what would we do if tongues of fire came? Some people would say, oh, they've got electric zappers coming from the ceiling. They must have wired them all in to the, you know what? This building doesn't have enough power electrically to run zappers. We literally struggle with our electrical amount of current we have in this building. So you either see this as a sign or you empower your chicken attitude in your heart that's not willing to go beyond your own understanding. Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 to 4. And then the Pharisees, Sadducees came and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. You realize that we use that in the marine and boating industry to this day. Red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky and morn, sailors take warn. It's one of the first parts of our studying weather and navigation for a uh, a captain's rating. So Jesus is describing what the Pharisees knew back then, and it's a reality. Red sky at night... It's a beautiful, look at that gorgeous red, sun, red, red sunset. Oh, it's so orange and red. The deep red is gorgeous, and we all take pictures, unless you're a sailor out in the ocean. 
Then you're battening down the hatches and pulling down the sails, getting ready for the storm. Most people don't get up early enough to see the sunrise, except here in Canada, I have to admit, it's easier to see it because it's so dark in the morning. But you see, we are in a season where we have pandemics, we have craziness, we have things that are happening around us, we have laws, and we have division in the, in the churches because of an injection. Ah. Hmm. I wonder if Jesus would say, you hypocrites, you don't understand the seasons and the times. You see the world around you, but you don't see what my kingdom's doing. The opportunity, the preparation. I know hypocrite's a bad, big word. I'm not calling you that. I'm just saying we need to have eyes to see more in the supernatural realm so we don't get so wrapped up in the physical realm around us. Because the more we get wrapped up in listening to the news and watching the media, the more you step out of your identity and your destiny. We can understand why Jesus said this to the leaders of the church of the day because they didn't recognize the spiritual climate. But for Jesus to consider them hypocrites, that's a... That's a big deal. Just because they didn't see spiritually. Wow. And so in the year 2000, I, I went into a time of prayer and fasting when we were living down in Mexico. It ended up being three months long, and most of you know that testimony, and I won't go into detail, but God did something to my eyes. I could start to see things. Sharon would sense them. I'd see them. And it's interesting because for a season, I've sort of mellowed it down a little bit because it seems like people get offended if you talk about the angels or see an angel. The reality is, is they didn't seem to get offended if you talk about the demons. And I started to scratch my head and say, oh, you see, people without able to see the supernatural see more demons than they do angels. And the Lord is not calling a church of the physical realm. He's calling a church of the supernatural realm. That when we get a sickness, our whole first motto is, we're going to be healed from the sickness in Jesus' name. That when depression starts to attack us, we go, nope, nope, nope. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I stand up and walk in the word, in the presence and the glory of God. So no lying, deceiving devil can even get near me in Jesus' name. I will swing my sword, the Word of God. Oh, yeah, we need to know a bit of the Word to swing the sword. And so I sort of toned it down a bit, even in the prophetic realm, because it hurts. Like, people I know, other believers are, oh, it's fake, he's false, he's this. And I kind of went, Ooh. kind of takes the wind out of you. But you know what? <laughs> when I did that, it started to take my eyesight away as well to see that realm. 
But I know 2022, there's something different. And so this morning, in the kitchen, as I was getting ready to come here, an angel shows up and says, and you, if this weirds you out, please just hear my heart. He says, where have you been? And I said, where have you been? Because I need you too. That was it. That was it. If we don't understand that the army that is for us is greater than the army against us, then you're going to get freaked out when the enemy comes at you, whether it's a government, whether it's laws, whether it's vaccines. You'll get so freaked out that you'll be like the servant of Elisha. And he's going to go, oh, alas, my master. Oh, my goodness, master. In common day English, oh, God, what master? Look at Elisha, this army that has come against me. And Elisha gets out of his tent, his house, his building, whatever he was in. And I always say he was carrying a Starbucks because he was already anointed when he got out. Sorry. And he says, Lord, open his eyes so he may see. I ask, Lord, open my eyes. So I may see. Lord, open their eyes so they may see. You see, many people feel that it's a, a special supernatural gift to see in the spiritual realm, but because Jesus and who he was rebuking at this time, it actually is an explanation that it's for everyone. The expectation in God's kingdom is that everyone sees so they don't have fear. Everyone sees supernaturally so they don't have to worry. Wouldn't it be amazing if you were trying to invest in something and, and, or build your business and you were like all worried and you're looking at, well, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. If I invest this money, it just doesn't make sense, so I'm not going to invest it. But then all of a sudden, your eyes supernaturally open, and you look at a bank account of that same investment that if you invest it, you're going to double your money in a year. 100% increase in a year. And you say, okay, I'm going to invest it. You invest it, and you get a 100% increase in a year. I think it would be make us happy that we could see. What if your, your, your child is struggling, uh, physical ailment or a sickness or, or, or sin or anything like that, and, and you're interceding and you're praying, and, and, you, and you're actually just so, so focused on the issue that he has that you're, you're shutting the eyes to actually see him delivered from it and walking normal or walking in the power of God in his life or her life. You see, we're supposed to see in everything we do. That's God's destiny for us. I truly believe that in 2022, no matter what, 2021 and 2020 caused us all to go into kind of like a little defense mode huddle. 
Well, a, a, a sports team can only huddle for so long before they actually have to say, break and get out and play and win. And I feel like the church has been in a huddle mode. And it's time to say no more. It's time to break. It's time to break, stand up, get out onto that field, and start going after all that God has destined you to get and to receive and to overpower and to win and to come with in Jesus' name. That's called the born-again experience. That's called salvation. That we're actually saved from death. We're saved from sickness, sin, and death. We're saved. True salvation means that I take my salvation promise, my hope in Jesus Christ, my hope in his redeeming blood. I take it and I go and I walk as if I am saved. To sit in a chair, to stay in bed and do nothing is not salvation. That's like reburying yourself over and over again. You're not destined for the grave. You're destined for life eternal. Now, on earth, as it is in heaven. Because this faith was never intended to just get you and me into the family. It's what actually makes life in the family enjoyable. Faith sees. Faith brings his kingdom and its resources into focus in our eyes. Faith makes all God's kingdom resources accessible. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek what first? Well, I'm glad we seek the kingdom of God first before we go and seek the news channels. There's not a lot of righteousness on those news channels right now. I'm glad we seek his kingdom first. But what's his kingdom? Oh, it's a supernatural kingdom. That's what it is. Oh, so when Jesus commanded us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. Oh. So to receive the answers, the power, the authority that we need for this time and the season, while we breathe air on this earth, Jesus says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Paul says, set your mind on the things above and not on the things of this earth. That word earth is, yes, the physical tierra, the, 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 the earth, but it's also the things in the earth, of the earth, the governments, the, 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 the things that are happening out there, the, the inventions of the earth, the things of the earth. That we're supposed to set our minds on something that has authority over all of this earth and the things in it. It has authority over our governments. It's interesting. Um, we're obviously triggering 
some things on social media. Interesting how you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, but YouTube says it's bad content. <laughs> we had to restart our Facebook a couple times today because it says invalid content. Guess what? Oh, that excites me. <laughs> We're making it to the big stage to where that lying, deceiving social media giants who want to, what is that, counterculture truth, want to wipe it out. You know what? Since the beginning of time, they've been trying to wipe this out. I even remember a super crazy man over in Germany. Back in the 30s and 40s. Who tried to burn every single book. And tried to kill people that were named in this book. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I just heard. Put your Bible down on that pulpit forcefully. This is the rock. And this is the words. And on it we stand. We stand on his words. And I am not trying to disrespect anybody by standing on the word. I'm just taking the word literally. Because sometimes we just don't take it literal enough. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out the demons. It didn't say please in front. It didn't say, well, if you want to. It's a command to do it. Some of us just need to start small. Because small in the kingdom is really big. Some of us just need to, even this morning, say, okay, God, I'm not going to ridicule what other people see or what they say as testimony. It's not my, my job to be a judge. Instead, I'm going to believe that whatever that diamond was that showed up this morning, whatever that feather was, I'm going to just say, I'm not going to let it take me down. I'm going to say, okay, whatever it was, I'm willing to accept that it meant something. To Brent. 
for the army that is for us is greater than any army against us, and I can see them in this place. And I pray, oh, that I pray that your word and your will, Father God, who art in heaven, be done on earth as it is in heaven. That it starts in our own hearts, our own marriages, our own relationships, our own families here. That it starts in me, oh God. It starts in each one here that can say, it starts in me, oh God. Let's just say that. It starts in me, oh God. I open my eyes to see more. Let's say it. I open my eyes to see more. Show me whatever you want me to see. We are a family that will not hide its lamp under a bush. We're not going to sit in the huddle for the rest of our lives until it gets safe out there. Because if we just sit in the huddle until it gets safe, the enemy will make it unsafe all the time. And I tell, I tell you what, it is time for this team, this family called Windward to say, break the huddle. And get out on the field. Because I see home run after home run coming. Game after game winning. Provincial champions. Canadian champions, world champions, being raised up and walking in the promises of the promised lands of God. No man or no woman will take us out or take us down. No laws, no governments. Because our government is the kingdom of God. And I ask, oh Lord, I ask that each one of us in this place and watching online right now will be able to say, I do to the covenant that Christ made on that cross. And when he left that tomb, an everlasting covenant to be made. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're watching online and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is say, I do. I do, God. I do, oh Christ. I believe in you. And if you've been feeling weak and weary and heavy laden and burdened down, then we need to say again today, I do, oh God. I do. Because it's by your will, by your strength, by your might. That I walk on this earth 
he said, I felt like I was to stop on that. I had more to say. By his might and his will that you and I walk on this earth. trust you, Father, with everything I am and everything I have. In sickness, I trust you. In weakness, I trust you. In pandemics, I trust you. Getting a vaccine or not getting a vaccine, I trust you. Getting on an airplane, I trust you, God. If you believe today that you want to make a dedication that you trust him more today, just stand up quickly. You just want to say, I'm going to trust you more than I have in the past. Because when we truly, truly trust him, the cares of this world seem to just seem so small. But the empowerment to be able to rise up in our true identity as sons and daughters that sends us out in God's destiny in our lives that rises up and becomes strong. And so, Father God, today, as we end this family gathering, we don't end our commitment today. We're going to walk out of this building trusting you beyond a shadow of a doubt building our faith and increasing our faith and not listening to the enemy saying, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. We have to be able to say, get behind me, Satan. Your lies I will not listen to. And the things of this world will not become my focus in my life. I ask, Father, if there be an anointing of eyes to open today. Let there be visions and dreams tonight. I ask, Lord God, the slightest little thing, let not us silence it, but let us believe. As crazy as it might seem, let us believe first that you're speaking to us, God, in all things. Because you are the creator of all things good. And I thank you, Lord God, that that is what we get to live with. Our expectations are all things good. Because then when the bad come, we're going to find the power of testimony through it and come out on fire in his presence. And so, Father God, we thank you 
we commit to you something fresh and new that we might not even understand here today. But we say, okay, God, we're open. We're open and willing to see you, to see your kingdom come, to hear your voice clearly, and to be the shining lights of testimony for all the world to see. In Jesus' name we pray. Someone needs uh, maybe prayer for a miracle of healing today. I'm going to ask maybe Kevin and some others to stand over here. I feel like someone's going to be healed from a physical ailment. What's that? Oh, Kevin has some words too. I'm also going to open up uh, the prayer team up front. If you need prayer, and that could mean, see, prayer isn't always about your problems. Prayer is about encouragement, about exhortation. And so we're going to close this part of the service, but just hold on a minute because Kevin has some prophetic words about healings, I think, here today is what he's saying. And so you hang out, but prayer team, come up front. You need to be up here already. Come on up. So prayer team's coming up. And if you need prayer, prayer, general prayer, whatever it might be for, that's this team over here. You need miraculous healing prayer. Come on over here and, and amen and bless you and have an amazing week, Kevin. If you need to go, you can go. I just have a few words. One, I saw the Lord repairing valves. I think those are how, I just heard the word valves. Also, a strange word I heard was somebody got imp, the word, I saw impact. Their body had somehow was impacted, like a, like hit or hurt or something. You're going to get healed, like literally, I need, physically, like you've been impacted by something. I'm not sure. Also, um, I'm going to just say this because the Lord... It's interesting when you step out in faith. I'm sitting there and he's and I'm like, "Hey, Lord, let's, let's what are you what are you doing?" And he's like, he, he gave me a word, and you might just laugh in a second because it's not actually that funny, but it's God wants to heal something. But for me, it was like, I don't want to say that, Lord. But he says, then don't ask for words. And and there's and so I right now um, you can come up or just receive this. If you're watching too, male reproductive system. There was damage done. And, as, and I release that healing right now in the name of Jesus. If you want to come up, if you're wanting, we're, we're safe place here right now. There's a hip joint being healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Remember right now, just look to Jesus. Yeah, come on up. And just, if that's you, grab that. Yeah, you just put your hand up. We got we to gotta grab it when we release words. She's grabbed it too, but just get up here. Let's get some hands on her. We want to lay hands on you. Um, but I also specifically heard it's been impact, like a part of your body was impacted and it's caused damage to your body. I want to pray for you for sure. Um, you're going to be healed. Um, Jesus, just look to Jesus. Brent's word was so important. Sometimes to see our healing, we just need to repent that we actually are going to the doctor first. But we need to get desperate and hungry like the, those in the word when they went to Jesus. So right now, Lord, we just release a healing wave even in this place right now. If you need a miracle, come on out here. We are seeing and have testimonies, right? Just There's another level we've been feeling in this season of miracles happening. Um, so come on up. We want to pray for you. Just come over here. So release you guys in Jesus' name.